But, uh, are you enjoying your time in fecal letters, are you? We certainly are. The weather is helping. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. mighty, it is, isn't it? It is, it is, indeed. Yeah, yeah. so it's, uh-huh. it's going great, Pat, isn't it? Mighty. Wasn't last night something last special? Last night was and absolutely the night, Every fantastic. night. And yesterday's concert was in the middle of the day. The tutor's recital, I couldn't get over it. Like, it was just... Really, such a wonderful yeah. yeah. And, and I kind of looked last night at the people that were here in in the church, and I have a fair idea over the thirty years a lot of the people are coming back. But I would say we had fifty, if not seventy percent of the people that came last night, I had never seen them before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, First time was kind of an and amazing it's, and it's thing not to that me. You're getting forgetful because yeah. I didn't know them either. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, yeah, and I think it was really surreal yesterday. To, I, I mean, I came out around one o'clock yesterday. I said just to throw a few mics in the hall for the tutors. Yeah, and there was a queue outside waiting to get in in the middle of the day of a Saturday in Fecal, a queue Friday, Friday. Friday. Sorry, well, it felt like a Saturday. Yeah. But um, yeah, have you yeah, in your job now, Matt? I mean, you since the the COVID thing, mm-hmm. we'll say died down, but it's just still there, of course. Uh, have you've become very busy? I would imagine. Yeah, it has. It has. I mean, we start to start with the situation was that people were let's we'll have a go and we'll see how we get on with stuff and you know you had kind of half audiences and 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 stuff like that and you still had people cancelling because they were doing like in COVID I was doing a job in, down in, in, in Bantry a literary festival there a couple of weeks ago and uh, what was going on there was we still had a bunch of people who were supposed to come still remotely coming in on Zoom yeah. because they were actually still had COVID themselves so they couldn't attend. Yes. So does the kind of a hybrid model was going on. You know, you had people on a the screen there and people in the room and so... But while, um, while COVID hasn't gone away, you know, the no, it fear hasn't. of it has, I think. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit. It seems yeah. to be, yeah. Uh-huh. We're all getting a bit more relaxed and... Yeah, socialising. It's funny. It's it, it's funny. I was I was in a hall the other night, and it was the first time I was in a full hall where there wasn't one person with a mask. Yeah, you know, yeah, usually yeah. there's always a few. Yes. But, uh, yeah, well, the opening of the festival the other yeah, night uh, yeah. in the hall. I mean, the place was packed. It was packed, every yeah. seat was taken. All standing room was taken. The stage was full. Yes. Um, and the COVID seemed a long way away. Well, let's hope it's next. There. <laughs> <laughs> we well, could do without well, it. I suppose the good thing for us out here really is that I've been talking to a lot of people, the venues and Glore and all those, and they're only about seventy percent capacity. A lot of mm. the bigger places, the concert yeah. hall and all those, they're yeah. not they're not back yet, and we're we're pleasantly surprised. Uh, and we were, you know, we really thought we were up again it here in Fecal and Matt always said so there's no fear yet because we're actually in direct competition with mm. with the with the big boys and the cultists and yes, the, 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 yeah. that's going on but you know what you have a different audience here I, absolutely. a whole different yeah. crowd of people coming here that, that really like the pace there's no competition doors there's no lads with green jackets going around and yeah. seeing how you there's no park and ride <laughs> <laughs> that, be careful this morning yeah. <laughs> I'm only quoting the signs I saw in Mullingar <laughs> listen uh, amid all this um, the, the good nature of the festival you know there is conflict and there is certain um you you have evidence there in front of it, of you. I know, of, like uh, it's not all is well under the surface. I know, but I suppose uh, it is going back a bit. But it's funny. I mean, people have great memories, you know. Yes. There's a few elephants around this parish. <laughs> I just <discovered. laughs> Well, Matt, Matt is going to, to 
bring one of them to the surface anyway. Well, no. Yeah, I'll tell you. I, I, Matt, before I, you start now, I know the title of the pitchfork, you the, know. Yeah, the pitchfork. I was going to fork. say there was many a young lad to be courting a farmer's daughter and he'd be very much afraid of the pitchfork, you know. V- very much afraid of the pitchfork, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what you're going to say about but this story. Yeah, now. it's kind of, I, how would you describe it? I got this letter, um, well, it was delivered to my brother's house, Dennis's house there, uh, about 10 days ago. Yeah. So he said to me, there's a funny looking letter out here, will you come out? And of course, so I opened it and he was looking over my shoulder, you know. And so the first thing I looked at the front p- bottom page and it says, you are sincerely concer- concerned citizen. And I'm going, I'm going to throw this in the bin now. <laughs> <laughs> because I was afraid there might be someone giving out about having music in the church for the festival or something. <laughs> you just wouldn't know what it could be about, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. So I said, okay. And then I look at the top and it says, Kangaroo Court Fecal. And I said, okay, this could be fun, okay? <laughs> so um, This is a move on now from Midnight Court. This is a move court, on from yeah. this, the Kangaroo Court. Still, you wouldn't want to be in the dock in you the Kangaroo no, Court. No, 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 you wouldn't. So I'll explain. This, the, the the, the, there, was, there was three pages in this letter in total. And the first one was a cover letter sent by a concerned friend, obviously written very, very recently. Um, oh, this is re- right up to date then? Is it is this? right up to date. Oh. This, this, the, the, the cover letter was, was only written about two, yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah, but the and, and basically the cover letter goes, uh, I, would, I don't know how to get on with my lesson. This Dear former, former Mockra members, so I know there's a number of the lads that were in, girls that were in Mockra at that time probably have got these letters. Um, Stephen Welch is the only one I have met that has admitted to getting one. Um, and who, who sent it is still a huge mystery, okay? But uh, So, dear former Mockra members, with reference to a cold case dating back to 1982, and originally and originally labelled as the case of the missing pitchfork. I am relieved to inform you that new evidence has come to light regarding this crime. Okay? <laughs> I am enclosing a copy of the original letter of accusation from the prosecution and also a recent photo, um, what, which I consider as relevant evidence. I sincerely hope that this matter and can now be brought to a satisfactory conclusion. Your sincerely concerned citizen. Okay? So that was obviously... Um, a letter written by someone who was in possession of this following letter, okay? And this letter was written in 1982 um, by, I'm not sure whether it was the secretary, but definitely someone who was involved with Makra in in, in an official capacity in Scarif, okay? So the address (laughs) on it is Bank of Ireland, Scarif, the 12th of August, 1982, okay? Bank of Ireland. Bank of Ireland. So this person was obviously working at the Bank of Ireland. If you got a letter from the Bank Bank of Ireland, Ireland. that that time you'd, you'd sit up. So, yeah, so you're looking at the bank of and you're going, okay, hang on a second. And it's, and it's the rest, uh, d- dear Joe. Now, um, without casting any asparagus in anyone, um, <laughs> that, that, that may be Joe Hogan, who I think may have been the secretary of the, of the, fecal, of the branch. fecal branch, right? <laughs> um, so, dear Joe, I have been requested by my fellow club members to write to you involving the matter of the missing pitchfork. We believe that some members of your club may be guilty of this crime. Ooh. No, so that'll tell you, like, there was, there was nothing spared in those days. I should be very grateful if you could inform me of the present location. The pitchfork was taken from the mart after the dance. So I'm not sure whether the dance was in the Lakelands, but it would have been a mockery dance anyway and whatever. But um, um, it was taken after the dance when our club members were trying to tidy up. Um, we had, sorry, when our club members were trying to tidy up, we had some uninvited visitors. And it is believed that they are um, responsible for the missing item. Please look into this matter. Unfortunately, we do not know the names of the those involved, 
but they were travelling in a Ford Cortina. <laughs> thanking you for your uh, co- uh, thanking you in anticipation of your cooperation I remain yours Margaret Ray I think I think that's the name that's signed to that right so that letter was sent to, to Joe Hogan and uh, and obviously there was other copies of it not saying that Joe was the man that wrote this covering letter by yeah. any means but there was other copies of it around so then now to go to the relevant evidence that we yes. discussed in the f- in the opening page as to where this picture might have turned up, and there's a picture on the front of the Clare champion <laughs> from about two or three weeks ago, <laughs> with my esteemed cousin Patrick Purcell with a pitchfork and a, and 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 a bar de hay on it. Okay, so sadly it is radio, so we can't actually show it. So if you want to describe yes, it there, well, so it's exactly you describe it. He yeah. has the over his shoulder. He has the pitchfork, and yes. he has a good bark of hay right. and the end of it. I was and there. I was taken. I was there in the picture. You were there in the not the fork. No. <laughs> All right. No, <laughs> although I was a member of the mafia. Right. <laughs> and as you can see, he's tramming there. He's he's, the, he's, tr- he's putting a tram up there, just below just below the cross there, uh, just across from the from the market house in square fact, here. In fact, fact he was recapping the trams because right. uh, as some observer said it couldn't have been a good day for tramming here because he had a top coat on he did, yes, <laughs> yes. So, so Pat was doing that anyway now I suppose I suppose look at still there was probably a lot of Ford Cortinas around in those days but I, would, I think Pat might have had one at the time right no but I spoke to Pat about this and he showed me this fork and this fork is a Spear and Jackson Whereas we know the one that was stolen was a derby, oh. so oh. there's no way it could be it could be pets. It couldn't <laughs> be the same. It could be the same, same park. Park. But um, so so the mystery continues basically. <laughs> <laughs> Well, th- that fork is obviously still in use as well. It is fair so play, and no better man than Pat to use it. But would, a, would a fork survive forty years of use? Well, I suppose if you change <laughs> the handles a few times and change the actual head of it a few times, it might be like like your men and only fools and horses <laughs> to brush. <laughs> But yeah, and I just wanted to make it clear that there was no way, there's loads of people around Fecal will absolutely um, back me up when I say that I personally haven't used a pitchfork since 1981. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that the day you were loading the bales, blows, kind of? <laughs> Twas the day we were loading the bales with Martin. <laughs> yeah. tell, him that, tell him that story. I think that's in Martin's book, yeah. but... Um, but of course, the, the, was that at the, the pitchfork yeah. at that time was that at the show? If a group yeah. were going from Fecal to Scarif or vice versa, yes. and someone had a Ford Cortina, yes. they wouldn't be on their own in it. It would be packed. Oh, you, you, you could have six or eight people in you the would Cortina. Have at least. So any of them could be. It, it isn't necessarily the, the person who owns the oh, Cortina. Oh, absolutely not at all. I remember being at a Marquis Kilkishan one time, and there was we had an, my father had a big old Mercedes with a small diesel engine in it. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> able to pull the socks off. <laughs> couldn't put the socks off someone, but um, he, we uh, I had I managed to get sixteen people home to Fecal. Yes, in, in the days when that <laughs> was okay, in one, in one run. In, in one run, yeah. Sorry, Pat. You asked you asked Matt to I will, to tell uh, a story uh, there. You see, we talked about lads not want to farm years ago and do things, which is funny when they're put up against the pressure to do something. There was a competition by ran by Loch Dergmacher and the farmer, Scarif Macher and the farmer, to stack bales in Scarif, and just two versus two, and as high as you could go. 
a finish it match. You were the, you yeah, there was the, so you put a team in, and you could have a team. I think of three or four people working on the yeah. on, on this. That so was part of the show. That's yeah. part of the I show. My I can sit God pictures. Almighty, when yeah. you think back nowadays, like yeah. <laughs> the, finish the, the story. Of it. <laughs> so there was two bales. You'd put two bales down, like we'll say facing edgeways, and then next two kind of cross them, like you put up blocks into a tower. So the, the whoever got the highest. Um, got was going to win this competition, so I think probably Lockdark themselves or someone from Lockdark had gone up to uh, had gone up to eleven and a half rows or ten and a half rows, which is a fair bit. And what you'd have, what the thing was, you'd have three lads at the bottom and a guy above on top, taking the bales up and pa- and positioning them. So I know that Eamon <laughs> Finnessy, Carl Smith, and myself were we decided we'd stay low on the ground, <laughs> and Martin was volunteered. Martin Hayes was volunteered to to go on top and uh, start taking up the bales. And uh, so we were going well. We were up to 10 rows. And we said, Jesus, we'll at least we'll draw now if we get one more off. But the whole thing, we, no matter how we managed it, it went. And poor, poor Martin was above in it. And the next, I just went out from under him. And a lot of situations would all kind of fall in a heap and you'd fall down the middle of it. But our one just went to completely to one side. Like a tower. Like a yes. tower. Like the, like the Tower of Pisa just flew to one side and Martin above on top of it. Was catapulted. Catapulted off the top of it. <laughs> and he landed on his ankle. And twisted his ankle back. Spun it around. Ooh, Spun it I around. can feel the pain of it. <laughs> and I, the, so, I mean, it was absolutely horrific, but there was, there was a... Probably was, finished Martin farming, did it? It did. <laughs> and they didn't take that to do it, but, uh, but there was a well-known horse dealer from around Budhike there that we knew at the time. And um, he came over to see was Martin okay, and Martin said, jeez, he said... Um, uh, he looked at Martin's ankle and Martin said what would you do if you had a horse like this now <laughs> and the answer was well first of all I wouldn't have a horse that would be that stupid he said <laughs> <laughs> but, but secondly if I had I'd shoot him <laughs> so that was that, was, that wasn't much sympathy for poor Martin who finished up in, in he finished up in but three, three or four months belong chrome he got an really? infection in his ankle and he still he still has a the plate pain. in his ankle yeah. to this day because of it yeah, yeah. you know and yeah. any time the weather gets bad he'll know about his foot I don't uh, well you wouldn't get insu- an insurer no, to cover an event like that no, today no, with no, a no, poor no. divil up on top oh. he'd have to be suspended from a crane or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah it's not like but it's, look at these were the crazy things that we done as young lads like yeah. but uh, anyway the mystery remains the mystery 40 years on they're still yeah the, the, the it's still alive it's still alive and I think it's it's good that it's still alive yes I know <laughs> well I suppose we could appeal to listeners yeah, is there anything uh, we yeah. could do in Scarfick yeah. Radio Nota <laughs> we put the appeal this. out Tom yeah. <laughs> but if well any, I mean if I anybody Niall Smith had said to me that, um, if, we, that if, if anyone actually could find the original fork yeah. at the time he would actually sponsor um, a brand new fork to whoever <laughs> actually could find the original <laughs> <laughs> what what make did you say it was again? Was it no, it is a this is a, a derby. So the one yes. that petted was a Spear and Jackson. Okay, so he's out of trouble. He's out of trouble here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if any of our <laughs> listeners can throw light mm-hmm. on the situation yeah. uh, and from that time in 1982, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Okay. Yeah. In info at scarifbayradio.com. Brilliant. And uh, we'll, we'll get back to you. Is there a reward for this now? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Niall will give you oh, a yeah. pitchfork. A new one. A new one, yeah. <laughs> if you're <laughs> <laughs> you want to get someone to use it. <laughs> 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 
the driving part. <laughs> Are you busy today, Matt? Yeah, sure. We have the we have a concert. Well, there's a bunch of different things happening. Eileen O'Brien has a launch. Tomas McNamara is up in the hall. He's um, doing the talk and looking forward to that. Um, and then there's the concert in the church tonight. Yeah. And then when is it tomorrow? Martin is doing the interview with. Yeah, Parik. we we have a, a slight change to our program. Just maybe I don't know whether Eva mentioned. Eva, she did mention. Um, yeah, but remind us again. Rackenter, Purl, Des, isn't there to come? Des Mulcairn yeah. to do it here at the back of this. Actually, was, was look, an awful lot of people looking forward to it, and to still program in to have to do something at that particular time, and people will be looking forward. So we have an, a very a different characters doing it. It's a Martin and. Patrick McDonagh, who is some character, I don't think you met him, but I'll tell you, he's, he's a good guy to, to interview people and talk to people. So they're doing it here tomorrow at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock now, not one thirty. There yeah. won't be much space between the sentences any between the two no. of them. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no silences. No silence. <laughs> much between us here either. <laughs> Listen, that's brilliant. Uh, Tom, we'll, we'll be have a bit of music. We'll have a small bit of music and what, let's see what I have got here. Do you know something? There's a lady called Kate Person. Would she, would she be known to you? Matt? I've met her once or twice. That's yes. so, yeah. And this is an independent soul and whatever. It's the first time I saw your face. Okay. I was like, we better plug it in. Plug, plug it in so, yeah, yeah. And I'll start the, the ball rolling here now see if it comes across. Grand. Okay, so... First time 